Next on BYU Sports Nation, what NBA assistant coach reportedly interviewed for the head coaching position in Provo? BYU Spring Football has wrapped. We proclaim our spring MVPs. I didn't say it. I proclaimed it. <laughs> Plus, meet the newest BYU running back, Emmanuel Isupa. BYU Sports Nation starts now. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, your hosts, Jerem Jordan and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Luckily, it is not April Fool's. It is Tuesday, April 2nd. I'm Jerem Jordan. Spencer Linton worked one whole day this week, so he needs today (laughs) off. Uh, So I'm teamed up with a man who really wants to go to Avengers with me, Jason Shepard. Yeah, we just had a very awkward moment. Uh, Tell the people what just happened. Well, you're going on and on about how you've got these tickets. and On and on? It was like for 10 seconds. Uh, no, you've been talking about it for 10 minutes. Oh and you're gosh. communicating with, with other people that, wait, 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 that wait, wait. we hold on, all hold on, know. Hold on. I literally purchased tickets to Avengers. Like 30 seconds before we started the show. I'm like pounding it out. Yeah, yeah. But then you're like, oh, yeah, I got four tickets. And I'm like, oh, it's great. I marked somebody else. You marked somebody else in front of me saying, hey, I got four tickets. What if it's me, you, and that person and somebody else? Well, that would be fantastic. But that was not brought up. And now I feel like I'm basically guilting you into a ticket, which was my point. You are. Um, But (laughs) maybe these could go for a nice chunk of money. Who knows, you know? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. (laughs) Here's what's on tap besides Jason being annoyed. Radio analyst Mark Durant (laughs) on the BYU men's basketball expectations. Without knowing who the new head coach is, uh, Lauren McClain returns with the March Mayhem ping pong finale. And we'll chat with the newest grad transfer running back, Emmanuel Isupa. The K is silent, okay? But first, today's headlines. NFL prospect Sione Takitaki will work out for the Tennessee Titans today, according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. Takitaki will be visiting the Chiefs. Yes, Chiefs Kingdom. Thursday. Well, well, well. Yes. Let's make that happen, Andy. I like to call him Andy because we're BFS. He's watching. He is. Yes. He watches all the time. Yeah. Tony Jones of The Athletic reports that BYU interviewed Alex Jensen on Saturday for the vacant head coaching position. Jensen was a former Utah standout in the mid to late 90s and is currently an assistant coach for the Utah Jazz. Much more on that report coming up. BYU Baseball's Brock Hale is the West Coast Conference Player of the Week and one of the Collegiate Baseball Newspaper National Players of the Week. After an eight-hit, nine-RBI, six-run, four-homer week, and four wins. It's decent. He it's was, fine. He was elite. Brigham also jumped up to number 24 in the rankings and plays at Utah tonight. Listen to it right here on BYU Radio and the app at 8 Eastern time. Brock Hale right now is just... He's on fire. He is on fire. Like, He's, call the fire department. He is playing so well right now. And Jimmer Fredette scored six points on two of three shooting <laughs> in six minutes of play last night for the Phoenix Suns and their win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Jimmer's next game is Wednesday night in Phoenix against the Utah Jazz. Well then, rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Listen up. Here's the latest on the BYU men's basketball coaching search. Tony Jones of The Athletic, who covers the Utah Jazz and the NBA, tweeted the following late last night. Utah Jazz assistant Alex Jensen interviewed for the vacant BYU basketball opening this weekend. League sources tell The Athletic. We'll see what happens. The interview was Saturday. My sources tell me BYU's preference is Mark Pope. That's the Utah Valley head coach. Alex definitely has a shot at coaching in the league. Jason, what's your reaction to this report? My first reaction is I love it. I absolutely love the fact 
that that BYU is talking in interviewing with Alex Jensen, according to this report. Look, interviewing somebody with the credentials that Alex has speaks really highly of the candidates that BYU is going after. I'm a big fan of Alex Jensen. This is a guy that, by all accounts, will be a head coach in the NBA someday. I mean, what Tony said in the tweet is is absolutely right. This guy is on a trajectory to be an NBA head coach. So why would he be with the well, BYU that's, coach? Well, that's then? the thing. Because of that, I wasn't really sure if he'd be interested in the job. And if the report is true, I, I love that he views BYU as something he'd be interested in. You're not, you're not interviewing, especially with the situation that the Jazz are in right now. They're trying to improve playoff positioning right now, trying to improve their seed as they go to the playoffs. If, if you're not interested in the job, you're not taking time away from that mm-hmm. to talk with BYU if you're not interested. I think that's a very, very good sign. Now, the other part of, of the report from Tony is if Pope is their preferred choice, I, I think BYU's in a good spot of making a decision between candidates that are more than capable and all have bright futures, whatever they want to pursue moving forward. One could argue that Alex Jensen is the highest on the coaching ladder among all the candidates for the BYU job. Mm -hmm. So the fact that he interviewed, I I think, is notable. And you're right. If he is not interested at all, he doesn't interview at all, in my opinion. So perhaps there's some interest there. We'll see how how much of that is going through that process uh, as he becomes head coach to do the interview or not. Like, If Alex Jensen was the head coach, I think that's a tremendous hire. Um, He hasn't coached in college since he was at St. Louis with Rick Majera, so 7 to 11. So he hasn't, he hasn't recruited in this collegiate type of way in a while. Is a former Ute. That's okay. I don't really care. His, uh, Kyle Whittingham is the successful yeah. coach at Utah. Like, it doesn't matter to me. I, I think that Alex Jensen would be a tremendous hire if he's the guy. The other part of that report, Jason, is that Mark Pope is the preferred candidate. How do you feel about that one? Well, like I said, I mean, if, if that's the way BYU goes, you can certainly understand it. They have, they have had years of being with Mark Pope up close and personal, seeing how he handles not just the on-the-court stuff, but how he handles the personal relationships with players, recruiting. They, I, I can certainly understand that. I, like I said, if, if, you're, if you're deciding between guys like Alex Jensen and Mark Pope, you're in a really good spot. I think there's some great candidates. We've mentioned others like uh, Barrett Perry and Quincy, Quincy Lewis. Lewis and absolutely. Kevin Young of the 76ers, an assistant coach. I think whoever BYU hires, it's going to be a good, it's going to be a good pick. Um, you know, would BYU do Dave Evans, the Wasatch Academy guy, who's like every player on the team's getting a T1 scholarship? Like, <laughs> it's incredible setup there. Um, Alex Jensen is really interesting in that regard. Mark Madsen, I'm wondering if he's going to get an interview with BYU. I'm I'm not opposed to hardly any of these guys. If you tell me like almost any of those guys I've mentioned, I'd go okay. Sounds good. Yeah, I think BYU's let's, let's move forward. I think let's BYU's go. in a really good situation to be able to get somebody in here that can help the program move forward. And, 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 and it look, may take a it and, may take a year or two. And, well, and, and, and they're not going to have the win percentage at home or overall that Dave had well, in their career. I think. And in terms of time, we all want the hire to be made immediately because we're all curious as to who it's going to be. I'm fine. But with if it, if these interviews continue, it's because they're trying to make the best hire for BYU. And if that takes some time, everybody should be okay with that. Spring football wrapped this past Thursday, and there were several players that had a note, had noteworthy performances over the past month. And because we as sports fans have to have a winner at everything, Jerem, who was your spring football MVP? I can't fathom how it wouldn't be Jaron Hall. Yeah. Uh, I, he stuck out the most, obviously. Zach Wilson's injured. Jaron Hall gets the reps. I think if Jaron Hall had been the backup and Zach Wilson was healthy, that we still would have given Jaron Hall a pretty good look at our 
uh, famous spring football MVP, which doesn't mean anything, but I wish it did. Jaron Hall looks the part. The fact that he plays baseball as well puts him on the radar all over the place. It's a great story. It's the, it's the second biggest story of the spring for me. It goes Dave uh, Rose retiring, Jaron Hall, and then probably just the basketball season in general in terms of relevant storylines. It's Jaron Hall, man. No one else really stuck out. Yeah, it's it's Jaron Hall, and I'm glad you brought up the the baseball thing because it, it is no one else is. Well, no, oh, wait, <laughs> because it's it's weird to say, but the fact that he's going between the two and gets into a baseball game right after returning from practice, like awesome. it adds to the allure of his athleticism. Yes, and it adds to the story. I would say it's not even alluring; it's reality. Yeah, right? you're right. Like, like yeah. physically, what he's doing is really impressive, and we've seen other. Guys dip their toes in this, but sure. Jaron Hall isn't just on the team and maybe coming in and not doing much. He's a tremendous fielder, and yes. as we talked about yesterday. And now he's going to start at least for a couple of games with the injury to Danny Jelovich. Yes, and huge games this week yeah. at Utah and three at San Diego State. Look, I mean, it's, it's Jaron Hall. You know, being able to get the majority of the first team reps with the injury to Zach Wilson was a, was a big deal. And I think it was almost ideal in uh, w- terms of Zach getting healthy yes. and Jaron getting more experience. Look, he he proved he knows the system. When given the chance, he did everything the coaches asked. And, and if you just looked at his performance in the open scrimmage or the open practice that they had a week or so ago, that alone deserves MVP honors of the spring. And that may be a simulation of, like, November. Right. But it's not September and October in terms of the talent that BYU will face. Uh, But perhaps we'll see Jaron against Utah? Countdown to the Utes. 149. Sub 150. How do you feel about that? I was fine when we were... Plus 300, so it doesn't matter to me. Forgot who I was talking to. (laughs) Last night, Jimmer Fredette played in his third game for the Phoenix Suns after a couple of uh, DNP CDs, did not play coaches' decisions. Scored six points in six minutes in a Suns 122-113 win over the Cavs in a battle of teams tanking for Zion Williamson. (laughs) Jason, is Jimmer getting a chance to prove himself in Phoenix? (sighs) This is such a difficult question. Look, we as BYU fans will never feel like Jimmer is ever getting a fair shake. Because he will never in the NBA be allowed to play like he played in Provo. Why should he is the question. But, but what I'm saying is that that will never happen in the NBA. Yeah. He had carte blanche at BYU. He was in charge well, of it all. Just for the last year and a half. It took BYU two and a half years to realize, oh. But when Jimmer was Jimmer, he yeah. had the ball in his hands. It was his show. That's yes. not... Un- Unfortunately, it's just not going to happen in the NBA like that. That's a communist basketball offense, right? It's, it's just, it's just People not. like more democratic basketball. Look, I want Jimmer to have the ball in his hands every time the Phoenix Suns have it. But it's not, that's just not reality. They have a guy named Devin Booker. I understand like, that. Why would they? It's, yeah. it's, not, it's yeah. not reality. Being on a roster is being given a chance. He has been given a chance to come back to the NBA. And yes, we wanted to play more, but so far his play hasn't warranted that to this point. Right, his, and generally his NBA yeah, look, career. And, and right, right? right now he's averaging about eight minutes a game he played in three he's averaging four points a game here's the thing that I think is important as much as I think the Suns brought Jimmer in for on the court reasons I think they brought him in for off the court reasons as much having a guy like that in your locker room especially with a young team like Phoenix I think that's a big deal and I think that will weigh into the situation in terms of whether or not Phoenix picks up the option for year two. I think how he handles things in the locker room and with his teammates, I think that will be will plays just much play into it just as much as what he does on the court. I think it's been a big marketing ploy. I think it's been successful in that regard. Um, I don't need Jimmer Fredette to do anything in the NBA. I don't need it. 
he he's a great non NBA player, and that's okay. Like let's just let's just see it how it is. Okay, he's not getting a lot of run this season. I doubt that the Suns will pick up that second year option with him, but that's fine. Jimmer was the National College Player of the Year. We all have tremendous memories and amazing experiences from that run, right, that we'll always cherish and have as, as BYU Sports Nation, Cougar Nation, right? He's not as good in the NBA. That's okay. He's an amazing player in China. If he wants to go to Europe the next couple of years, he's going to be a tremendous player in Europe. Like, that's fine. He checked the box, which is, I came back. I want Jimmer. I got back. Yes. And that's fine. I don't need him to do anything. I want Jimmer to feel like Jimmer. I want him then to it's be. Out, to, then he's I, yes, not going to be I in the NBA. I want him to fine. be happy playing the game he loves and doing it the way we all know he can. We want the best of both worlds, and yes. unfortunately it's not going to happen. You're probably right. Right? Um, and, and if he goes uh, back to the G League, or he go, I don't think he's not happen, going to the G League. He would go back to Europe. Europe I, I think or China. maybe Europe is the next step. He did three years in China. Maybe he's checked that box, too. I don't know. Maybe he goes back and he continues to secure his legacy yes, there. I want Jimmer to be successful in the NBA Oh, we so all bad. do. Oh, look, at, so the, look at the name of the show. We all do, man. I, like, I, I want it so yeah. bad. We just, but it, to expect him to be the Jimmer at BYU in the NBA, it's, not gonna it's, it's, just, it's, it's just not going to be that okay. way. And that's okay for Yes. Me. That's okay. Our question of the day, who is your spring, BYU spring football MVP? Let's go to the voice of the nation. This is the voice of the nation on BYU Sports Nation. Weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Ben Peterson on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. From what I hear, it's Jaron Hall. Always good to have more than one talented player at quarterback. Never know when they might need to step on the field. That's right. I've always said uh, he's one play away. Hopefully Zach Wilson's healthy and amazing. And uh, Jaron Hall bides his time. There's only one year difference between those two in terms of their eligibility. So, uh, yeah, if Jaron Hall is indeed a good college quarterback and we think he's got some promise... Uh, that's great news. So continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Coming up, the newest addition to the BYU running backs room, Emmanuel Isupa joins us. And why did he choose BYU? Why not, you know? But first, radio analyst Mark Durant tells us his BYU Hoops expectations next season before we even know who the head coach is. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Women's Soccer hosting the Argentina Women's National Team in a scrimmage coming up Thursday night at Southfield. The scrimmage will be broadcast at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on BYU TV and the app. Free to the public. Yeah, uh, Jennifer I, Rockwood on the program tomorrow. Yeah. This is a big deal. This is a big deal. Actually, I think, uh, I think the Shepard family is going to go and, uh, and be in the crowd and watch. We're excited about and it. And this is the uh, first time we've mentioned uh, that we are doing the broadcast. We are very excited to host the Argentine National Team. What That's an opportunity. Cool. Yeah, a couple years ago, the men's soccer team played Fiji and beat them 3-1 down a man. And I thought, wow, Fiji must really stink. Uh, but <laughs> Argentina is a different story, right? So that's going to be awesome. Welcome back. This is BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. If you missed the show live, it's okay. It's 2019. You watch it, listen to it when you want. Download the podcast, watch the show on BYUSN.com. Our question of the day, who was your BYU football spring MVP? Talmadge on Twitter. Single name, Talmadge. Easy, Jaron Hall. Will anyone name someone besides Jaron Hall will be the <laughs> question of, new question of the day. Is it nice to know, it is nice to know, we have someone to challenge and push the Zach. 
along with a great backup in case of injury. Continue to weigh in on Twitter, Facebook, and the Gram. Our next guest, always opinionated, hilarious on Twitter. He's the radio analyst for the men's basketball team. His name is Mark Durant, and he's on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Jason, happy birthday the other day, my friend. Thank you very much, Mark. Oh, yeah, happy birthday, yeah. Jason. We mm-hmm. talked about it off the air, but, uh, yeah, congratulations on being 28. That's 20, awesome. 28? Jeez, I'm 27. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, <laughs> don't add years. Mark, not a lot going on with BYU Hoops, uh, but let's dive into it. Um, for, first off, yeah. your, your reaction that Dave Rose was retiring. Yeah, usually I don't hear from you guys after the season ends until, like, November. So thanks for... <laughs> Having me on. Thanks, Dave Rose, for retiring so I could be on BYU Sports Station. That that was nice of him. But uh, <laughs> uh, I was I was pretty surprised, guys. I mean, I kind of felt like it was it was all coming to an end in the next couple years. Um, I, even before this season, I I could see that the coaching was taking a toll on Dave, and I just didn't know if he would even want to. You know, keep going for an indefinite period of time, which surprised me uh, when I was in Reno for that Nevada game. That I heard about the extension. I thought, well, well, I guess he, I guess he does want to stay around for a few more years. But you know, I, uh, I'm not overly surprised. I thought maybe he'd want to finish out with the, the kind of the lone peak guys, uh, TJ and Nick, and then call it quits. But uh, I, I just think. He's he's a bit worn down, and and that's nothing against Dave. Uh, we all know what a fighter he is, and he, he, but uh, I think it was more about an inner feeling, and he's he's expressed this that uh, he, to be a college coach, you have to have uh, a, a lot of drive, a lot of energy, a lot of commitment. And again, not that he didn't have those things, but I think I, I don't think he felt like himself. He could give everything that those players deserved and merited, and. Uh, I just think he felt like it was time to give someone else an opportunity that would have that drive and uh, and could could devote what what those players uh, uh, deserve. And so I think it was uh, an introspective and uh, family decision that he went through and maybe kind of snuck up on him a little bit as he started to think about it. it like m- maybe this is the right time. And so I was surprised. I was sad. Listen, uh, we could go on and on about what a great coach Dave Rose has been, his numbers, but he's always treated me with such respect, and he has such integrity and honor and the way he ran the program and the way he conducted himself and treated other people. Uh, what, a, what a great blessing it's been for BYU, the institution, and the basketball team uh, to have someone like that leading the program and to have so much success. Mark, let's let's bring the story to where we are today. BYU now looking to replace Coach Rose, going through interviews. Before we get into specific names, what is the biggest attribute or attributes you would want out of the new head coach? By far to me, Jason, the greatest uh, attribute or the most important thing by far, in my opinion, in college basketball is to have someone that can really, really well can get the athletes in that you need to be successful. You just get the best players that you can get and then get some players that you shouldn't get. Uh, but, I mean, people want to talk about X's and O's and this coach and that coach is what a brilliant mind. Listen, basketball is not <laughs> rocket science. 
it's, you know, it's pretty much I'm going to put my five guys out against your five guys, and, and your five guys need to be better. Now, you can do a lot of things. You can execute better. You can Obviously, you can game plan and, and strategize and all that. But if, if you're out there with playing five guys that are against five guys that are better than you and you're playing the same style of basketball, you're going to lose. You need to get the best players. And not only do you need to get the players – to your school, you need to keep them at your school, which has proven to be even more difficult in these times. So you have to continue to recruit them and convince them not to go anywhere else and stay for four years and all that kind of stuff. And so it starts with the head coach being a great recruiter and getting guys on your staff that can recruit. I'd like to see some diversity on the staff and get some African-American uh, young men in the program. I think that you, you, yeah, that's just you need to have that. I mean, that's just uh, how you can compete. And BYU does a good job getting some of those players, but they need to do an even better job. So be be more outside the box in your recruiting thinking. Go to places you haven't gone before, and uh, and that 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 to me is by far the most important thing that BYU can get in a coach is someone that has a real knack for recruiting. Talking to Mark Durant, radio analyst for BYU Men's Basketball. What do you think of some of the names on the list of potential candidates, guys like Mark Pope, Barrett Peary, Quincy Lewis, Mark Madsen, Alex Jensen, Kevin Young, Dave Evans, and so on? Uh, yeah, I, I don't – I mean, obviously I know Mark Pope. He was at BYU. I love him. I would I would be over the moon if Mark Pope was the, the head coach at BYU. I think he's got good connections. Uh, I think he, he – you know, he could – Developed talent and uh, has a hyper talent. Good recruiter, like I talked about, has done a nice job getting talent into UVU. Uh, and I think the world of him as a person. Quincy, I love. Obviously, he's there already. And I played against him in high school. We've been friends a long, long time. And I think he's a great coaching mind as well. Uh, Barrett Peary, again, is another cohort. He played at Pace and High under John Wardenberg and has had a nice coaching career. I like his style. It's exciting and fun style of basketball. Uh, yeah, I don't know much, as much about the styles of. I, I, don't, I, I just know of Alex and Mark from watching them play. Uh, I, I, I mean, what nice is that we have that long a list, you know, uh, and, and that I could be happy with any of those guys on that list. Uh, a lot is said about BYU and having to be an LDS uh, member of the LDS Church and. Uh, and that shrinks your pool, but that's that's a pretty good pool to pick from. I think BYU is in good if you're if you're looking at that group of uh, of men to be your head coach, and it's a lot of depth there, and a lot of different ways you could go. So uh, I don't have any insight as to who or 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 who would be interested in the job. Even I like the fact that we're talking about that group because I feel comfortable with everyone that you mentioned. Look, Mark, I realize it would be a very difficult thing for you to walk away from doing the broadcast with Greg and specifically talking with me on pregame. But have you thrown your name <laughs> into the ring in terms of being the next head coach at BYU? I talked to Tom Homo at the basketball banquet and was a little bit shocked that he didn't kind of put out some feelers to me about being <laughs> the next head coach. And I thought about putting out that out there yesterday as April Fool's joke that I was offered the job, but I knew that nobody believed that. <laughs> but thank you for at least putting my name out there. That's all I want. Someone mentioned my name. No, I'm not going to be the next. But, but thank you, Jason, You're for welcome. at least putting my name out there. Steve Kerr, Steve Kerr was a, a color guy before 
uh, he got the job, and he's done pretty good. Golden he's been State, okay. So. Yeah, he's, he's been decent. He's been all right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. The days are no one's going to hire a guy that doesn't have any experience, and uh, and the lawyer translate too well into being a coach. So I'll, I'll get, I'm going to officially take my name out of the running after uh, Jason was so in there. You probably make more than the assistants do now. Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, Mark Durant's on BYU Sports Nation. Without knowing who the co- uh, head coach is, it's kind of hard to evaluate what we expect. But we next year, but we kind of have a good idea of the players coming back. Granted, some could. Still transfer, who knows? But what are your uh, early expectations for next season without knowing who the head coach is? So I'm sitting there at the basketball banquet next to the great Jerem Jordan and his and uh, and obviously Dave Rose. Uh, we knew at that point that he was. I I was 99 percent sure Yoli was gone. So I'm sitting there. I'm kind of just looking at the players and. and looking at each player and, and kind of where where the program was at. And at first I was a little bit down about it, but as I examined each player, I thought, well, you know, the cupboard's not as bare as I thought. Obviously you got T.J. Haas, who's, a, who's going to be an all-conference, uh, maybe an MVP player for you next year. So you got an all-conference player handling the ball. He's, he was great this year, probably be even better next year. You got Nick Emery, who's been very good. He struggled times this year, but he'll have another year behind him. And I expect improvement out of him. You've got Jesse Wade, who, by all accounts, is the best three-point shooter by far on the team this year in practice, and will add that three-point shooting component on the perimeter. Uh, you've got Gavin Baxter, who I think was tremendous talent and will, I think, improve exponentially over the summer. You've got Connor games look great at times, lost his confidence a little bit at the end, but he'll have a full summer of uh, getting ready and getting back. Very just very short period of time off the mission to be ready for his freshman season. Uh, you've got some other guys coming in. Uh, I mean, you've got Dalton, Nick Sammy. Guys are going to get better. He's Axelius. Uh, obviously, it's it's very difficult to, to replace a guy like Yoli Childs, but, I mean, you lose guys every year, and guys have to – I remember as a freshman, I – I was the replacement for Mike Smith, so that I'm sure a lot of people were really confident about the team that year when when this, this skinny little guy from Provo High was going to be, you know, replacing Mike Smith, and we were picked to finish at the bottom of the conference, and uh, and uh, we went ended up winning uh, the co-title that year in the WAC and going to the NCAA tournament, and, and guys like Marty Haas and Andy Toulson stepped up and were amazing, and Steve Schreiner and. Kevin Santiago and Marquette, I mean, go down the list. And, and it was a motivation for us to, to really want to step up and be good because we had lost a, a guy like Mike Smith and no one believed in us. And uh, it was, it was a motivation. We had, that was probably my most memorable year as a player, what we, what we were able to accomplish that year. So long winded answer is, yeah, guys are going to have to step up and be better and guys coming in will have to, to make a difference. Uh, but I think it's an exciting challenge for the players and the coaches coming in, and uh, I'm not going to count BYU out. I, I wouldn't be surprised, guys, if they won more games than they did this year, and they're they're back in postseason. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be positive and optimistic, knowing those guys and and uh, and and knowing what a new coach can bring and the energy and excitement that they can bring and how that can change a program. Now, that's also scary because you new coach sometimes it goes the other way. But I'm pretty confident in the guys we talked about and the players that are already at BYU. 
Well, good stuff, Mark. Uh, we'll talk to you in November, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've got to have that uh, Durant barbecue. Yes. And, uh, yes. We'll get you guys over there. That's, that's going to happen this year. That was one of the highlights of my life, Mark. I'm and now there's kidding. goats. No, there's goats since we yeah, were there last now. time. You, uh, I thought you were the goat, but you have goats. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, we got some goats, and if it, if I do get named the uh, the coach, you guys are my assistants. So Ooh. upgrade, sweet. Yeah, I would like to recruit For the me. state of Hawaii. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Okay, thanks, Mark. We appreciate it. Thanks, Val. See ya. Mark Duran on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. We're not kidding, he has goats. He owns no, goats. he, he yeah. owns multiple goats. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> yes, it is. And I love going to his house. It's awesome. Coming up, what does new BYU running back Emmanuel Isupa think of the color red? We will ask him. Hopefully he doesn't like it. And the epic finale of the BTL Ping Pong Mayhem in March. Look who's here. Lauren McLean is on deck. This is BYU Sports Nation. After a National Player of the Year award at BYU and a five-year NBA run, Jimmer Fredette found himself dominating competition in China and pursuing a return to the NBA. A new documentary chronicling that journey called The Lonely Master debuts on BYU TV at 10 p.m. Eastern Time this Saturday night. Jimo Dashen, how about that? Welcome back, Jerem Jordan, Jason Shepard, and Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Let's get you caught up with the latest headlines. NFL prospect Sione Takitaki will work out for the Tennessee Titans today, according to NFL Network's Ian Rappaport. Takitaki will be visiting the Jason Shepherdless Chiefs Wednesday and Thursday. Perhaps we'll send you out there to cover the uh, Let's workout. do it. Hashtag Chiefs Kingdom. Tony Jones of The Athletic reports that BYU interviewed Alex Jensen on Saturday for the vacant head coaching position. Jensen was a former Utah standout in the mid to late 90s and is currently an assistant coach with the Utah Jazz. UA Baseball's Brock Hales, the West Coast Conference Player of the Week, and the Collegiate Baseball Newspaper National Player of the Week, one of them, after a fantastic week. Which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Brock Hale had a better week than you did. He went 8 for 16 with four dingers last week. Awesome. Brigham also jumped up to number 24 in the rankings. Plays at Utah tonight. Listen on BYU Radio and the app, 8 Eastern Time. By the way, just got a text from our boss, Michael, with one word, no. So (laughs) I will not be going to Kansas City. Well, Michael, Jason wanted me to ask. (laughs) Jimmer Fredette scored six points on two of three shooting in six minutes of play last night in the Phoenix Suns win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Jimmer's next game is Wednesday night at home against, surprise, the Utah Jazz. Feels like they just play the Jazz they just every did. game. Perhaps the Jazz will continue to foul Devin Booker on purpose to uh, <laughs> eliminate him from scoring 60. Well, since the Final Four is this week in Minneapolis, we want our own Final Four, naturally. And so uh, we've got between the lines. Lauren McLean is here. The final couple of matchups here in the March Mayhem. Last year, this was awesome. The, the reigning champ is out. Storm yes. got to Tufunga, so who's it going to be? And he was, he was devastated about it, if you remember. It, was, it really got <laughs> he to He said, okay. it is what it is. <laughs> It is what it is. But yes, to help everyone get past their busted bracket woes of this week, we present you with the finale of Mayhem and March Ping Pong Tournament. We have women's volleyball's McKenna Miller facing off against baseball's Keaton Kringlin in the first round. The winner of that will go straight to the championship to face baseball's Jackson Clough. Mm. Who is going to be crowned this year? Let's go Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. It's time for Mayhem in March. 
We're in the semi-final round with McKenna Miller and Keaton Kringlin. McKenna, you seemed a little nervous to take on Keaton. Why is that, and how are you going to combat that? Keaton's married to one of my old teammates, and I've heard stories of Keaton's ping-pong skills since my freshman year, so I'm going to have to bring my A game. Okay, solid start. <laughs> a little bit of an angry hit there from McKenna. I like that it. That one was too, and it didn't nothing, work. She has the I got nothing to lose attitude right now. She's just going to go Seven, all one. out. All right. This is not over. See, oh, okay. made it. See, there we so go. The two, comeback is already beginning. Away. Oh, I like that. Okay. Oh, and there we go. <laughs> she she kind of just gave up. I kind of feel like McKenna. McKenna just uh, just wanted to get that over with. Is there a point in that last battle where you knew you had won? No. <laughs> Tell you're, the truth. You're laughing, so nobody believes anything you're saying right now. It is now time for the championship round. Two baseball playership. You know what we should do? For first place. We should up the ante. Instead of going to 11, 21. Let's go to 21. It is time for the championship round of Mayhem in March. Ping pong like you've never seen it before. Baseball player versus baseball player. Jackson Clough versus Keaton Kringlin. You know his weaknesses. How are you going to exploit those in this match? Well, I'm not going to talk about the weaknesses because I don't want him to know that I know his weaknesses, <laughs> but I do. What type of emotions are going through your mind right now as you face your good friend, Jackson Clough? Um, we both know who's going to win. <laughs> Ooh. I love the confidence. Five serves each. Ace. Here we go. We'll so Keaton here is the ace. senior of the group, and you have just a sophomore. Jackson the sophomore. Oh! 3-0, Keaton Kringlin. I can promise you, whoever wins this match will never let the other live it down. This is bragging rights uh -oh. for <laughs> life. 4-0? Remember, we're going to 21 in this championship match. 15-3. Really, it's like you said, Jeb. If you blink, you are going to miss I, I have to say, this is very surprising. Jack, you forgot to do it. You forgot to turn on your light bulb. Oh, S -S okay. Keaton's playing there. He's talking there. trash. Yes. 15 to 7. We'll see what happens. 7 Here in favor go. of Keaton. Oh! oh really good defense by Jackson there, but it just goes a little too far. Shep, I'm getting a little dizzy watching I, this. I How about yourself? What looked to be a blowout. Oh, 16 to 10. 16 to 10. Jackson. Six-point match. The youngster making his comeback. He's actually older than me. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Are you older than Keaton? Yeah, if you hung out with us for a couple of days, you could tell. <laughs> Keaton Kringlin, three points away from victory. And Jackson, three points away from never hearing the end of it. It is match. Match point. point. 20 to 12. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we have a champion. We have a brand new champion, Mayhem it and March. Good. It is Keaton <laughs> Kringlin from the baseball team. How does it feel to lose to a guy that you got to hang out with every day? It's going gonna, it's gonna to be terrible in the locker room now. I'm never going to hear the end of it. Keaton, any chance you're going to take the high road and not rub this in Jack's face? No chance. Because if Jackson would have won, we'll be 65 years old, and he'd be still talking crap. But, but hats, off, hats off to Jackson. What a great guy. And that so was much snark in that response. That was. Oh, man. Well, congratulations to Keaton Kringlin. He's our new Mayhem in March champion for 2019. Let's give it up, everybody. Huh?
<laughs> Congratulations, the Keaton. What a guy, huh? What Hats a guy. Off. Hats off. Hats off. He didn't Keaton take his head off, yeah. He is very, very confident in himself, and it pays off. He's, hey, he's always field. talking about how good of a ping pong player he is. There's and a we ping pong it. table in the clubhouse. Absolutely. Is they not? play ping pong all the time. Yes. It's right in the middle of the clubhouse. Last year when we did this, they tweeted out at us and they're like, we have to be involved next year. And I'm pretty sure they've been practicing all year long. Okay. For this so they moment. were well prepared. Yes, and it paid off. At least King Keaton was. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay, we're going to keep the uh, baseball theme flowing. Next week on Between the Lines, we're going to have Jackson Clough again, Danny Jelilich, and Brian Call all three roommates, and they're going to give us an inside Ooh. look of what their dynamic is like. So follow us on Twitter at BOU underscore BTL. Love it. There's some uh, roommate, you know, power roommates on campus. And that's, yes, uh, Connor that's Harding is also their roommate. That's right. oh, He's nice. the fourth. That's right. They went uh, yeah. Jackson and Connor on their missions. Yeah, yeah Connor was actually Atlanta. there witnessing a lot of the ping pong. He oh, was, nice. yes. Very Supporting nice. his roommate. Paisley Johnson. Yes, and Paisley, yes. Power couple. Thanks, Lauren. Done, done, done. Thanks, guys. <laughs> coming up, meet the newest BYU running back. That would be grad transfer Emmanuel Isupa. That's coming up. What kind of impact does he expect to make and how soon? We'll find out. This is BYU Sports Nation. Between the Lines is presented by Tim Daly Ford and the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. And the rivalry continues on the diamond tonight as the Batcats put their eight-game winning streak on the line against the University of Utah. Listen to tonight's game beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern time on BYU Radio and the app. Our next guest is a man who will play for BYU in his first game against Utah as well. He's a graduate transfer running back from Rice who ran for 778 yards, four yards of carry, six touchdowns the past three seasons for the Rice Owls, and he now joins us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. His name is Emmanuel Isupa. Emmanuel, great to have you on the show. Great to be here. Thank you. Okay, first off, uh, walk us through the process of uh, deciding to transfer and then how you ended up uh, at BYU. Uh, well, you know, um, this last past season, you know, just didn't go exactly how I wanted it to. And I felt as if I would have, you know, a better opportunity elsewhere. Um, and also I decided that I wanted to, you know, uh, pursue graduate studies. So um, I just thought that was the best decision for me and my family. Um, and then I had talked to Coach Stewart. Um, you know, we had shared some words about it. And then he uh, said that they had some interest in me. Um, when we were talking about the whole grad transfer process, and I definitely had some interest in BYU, so we made it happen. How much was the relationship with Coach Stewart, how much did that play into coming to BYU? Uh, it, it played it, uh, a lot, you know. Um, it's always good to, you know, have somebody know how you learn, uh, you know, someone that you know how they coach instead of going into something completely new and, and stuff like that. Um, so it, it played really, really well. And, it, of course, you know, we know each other really, really well off the field as well. So um, that, that played a huge part into it. Do you have any fun A.J. Stewart stories? Now, certainly nothing that's going to get you in trouble or take away any playing time. Do you have any fun stories about Coach Stewart? Uh. <laughs> One story, the, the first thing that popped to my head was, you know, how I used to always sleep in, in meetings uh, when I was a freshman. Uh, you know, I was still getting used to college. Uh, I was still getting used to, like, the schedule of, uh, you know, football and juggling everything. So I used to always sleep in meetings. And, I mean, he used to just call my name and it would be silent. And he used to always make me sit in the front for the whole time uh, that he coached me. He used to always make me sit in the front. 
um, of the meeting room so he could keep an eye on me. So that was that was a pretty funny time. <laughs> you know, you have to sit front row on the fir- in the first meeting at BYU, right? <laughs> got to. You, you've to. got to do it, right? You just go up to the front. You're like, hey, coach, look, I'm I'm in the front row. This is great. We're talking to Emmanuel Isupa, uh, grad transfer running back. Uh, what do you? What have you known about BYU, and what do you know now? Uh, I've known that they have. They've had a great history of running backs. You know, um, I, I've known that uh, they've just been a consistent team for a long time. Um, and now that I know that, you know, this is a team that's on the rise, that has a lot of promise. Um, and you know, they had a, you know, they had a little bit of depth issue as, at the running back spot. So I'm just here to help the be- the best I can, and hopefully get a lot of wins this season. Now, you mentioned that when you were looking for places to go, it, was, it obviously was an on-the-field decision, but there was, you know, your schooling was a big part of that as well. What, what are you studying? What are you coming here to study? Uh, Master's of Public Administration. So what are, you, what are you looking to do with that? So I'm looking at, so before with my sport management uh, degree, I was looking to, you know, work in stadiums or um, events and things like that. Um, but now that I'm going to, you know, grad school, I want to get a different approach and hopefully um, mix my sport management with the MPA program and uh, somehow work for the community of some sort, Um, you know, things like that. So I still have a lot of time to decide that, but um, it's going to be something in that realm. Emmanuel, the the first three games last year, you ran for 81 plus, uh, you ran for 100 plus in two of those three. Um, You're 5'11", 232, I guess. Describe kind of your your game and and, uh, what you see possibly doing at BYU? Uh, my game is just a, a straight downhill runner, you know, um, ground and pound. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know, at BYU, I could, I could bring that same element. You know, I just want to be somebody that uh, defenses don't want to tackle at the end of the game. So um, that's something that I'm looking to do at BYU for sure. How do you feel like you fit into what Coach Grimes wants this offense to look like? I'm assuming you guys have had those conversations. How, how do you feel you fit into the plan on offense? Well, exactly that. Like, you know, someone that is going to, you know, pound the ball, someone that's a downhill runner. Um, I've ran some of the same schemes uh, in my past, you know, years as a running back. So it'll be easy to learn. Um, it'll be something I'm familiar with. So, That'll just be just an easy fit, and just knowing uh, like the, the same reads that I had before would just be a smoother transition as well. So I feel like I, I fit well in this offense. Do you have a winter coat, Emmanuel? <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> uh, may- it, it, it gets a little bit cold sometimes, so I, I keep I keep a little bit, but not a lot. But I have, I have some big coats. You may need a snow scraper as well. Yeah, it's a, it's it's fun weather after football season. Perhaps uh, you'll be uh, you know midway through your degree and whatnot there. But um, what what did you think of you? Have you been to Utah? Had you had you been to Utah prior to your visit? Uh, I guess what are you looking forward to about the state? I have not been to Utah prior to the visit, but um, when I went on my visit, I was very uh, impressed by just the views. You know, I haven't really been around mountains at all like that so that was just something new to me and then the snow was on top of the mountains and everything um utah is a great city you know just driving uh from the airport to provo you know all the views there as well so um i think it's a it's a great place it's a it's a great place uh something new that that would be um great to me you know just to get around uh the you know the u.s you know i've been all around for football but i haven't really been in cities to like 
uh, actually take them in. So this would be a great opportunity for me to just expand my horizon, and I'm very excited. You know, Manuel, this is a this is a good opportunity for fans to kind of get to know you a little bit more than just maybe what they see in terms of stats and things like that. Give everybody an idea of, of your background, where you grew up, and, and things like that so people have an opportunity to get to know you a little bit better. Yes, sir. So I grew up in um, Dallas, Texas. You know, my family is from Nigeria. Um, I went to school at Mansfield High School. Uh, it's, it's a suburb of Dallas. Um, then I went to Houston, you know, Rice University for four years um, and, and played football there, majored in sport management. Um, and, yeah, now I'm here. When you look at BYU's schedule, and it's certainly daunting, especially the first four games, what kind of emotions uh, come to mind? Uh, excitement, you know, um, the redemption. I just want to prove that I could, I could play with the big dogs. Um, and I, I just want to prove that, you know, we can compete with, with anybody in the nation. So I'm very excited for that schedule. Uh, just real fast, what are your thoughts on the color red? Are you, are you, are you positive or negative in terms of the color red? And remember, the Utes wear red. <laughs> so, so, okay, so before, to be honest, I like the color red. But now, you know, after my visit, I see that this is a, this is a very bad color. So I'm going to make it. <laughs> well, awesome. I'm going to make the transition. There we I'm go. I'm working on making the transition. There we go. Very nice. Uh, blue, navy and royal blue are, are what's up, man. Uh, well, we look forward to you being here um, in the summer. When will you uh, get here, by the way? Uh, we're still trying to figure that out right now. Um, work out some kinks and things like that, but it, it should be somewhere, you know, in May or something like that. Okay, well, uh, enjoy your time when you get here, and we look forward to meeting you in person and uh, seeing you score a bunch of touchdowns. Thanks, Emmanuel. Yes, sir. Thank you. That's Emmanuel Isupa on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Excited about uh, seeing him play in the fall. Yeah, I'm excited. Great interview. Coming up, our tournament of BYU things. Today's matchup is between a color and a tasty treat. Yeah, and a once-off-debated individual gets my rise and shout. Hashtag elite. This is BYU Sports Nation. If you missed any of today's show, you can always download the podcast or go to BYUSN.com. Okay, the Tournament of BYU Things is a thing, so let's get to that. The Tournament of BYU Things. We started with 16 teams. We are down to almost two. Okay, Cosmo yesterday taking on the Stretch Y. Cosmo wins big, 79% to the Stretch Y's 21%. Are you surprised by that margin? Yes, the margin. Cosmo into the title game. Yes, I, I... Not the Cosmo advanced, but there's that much of a difference? Yeah, that surprises me. I thought the stretch Y would hang with Cosmo. But alas, Cosmo has uh, ice on his wrist. He, he can't be tamed. He cannot. Uh, today we decide the other Final Four matchup, the semifinal. It is between Cougar Tails and Royal Blue. You can vote now on the BYU Sports Nation tweet we will send out. It is a Twitter poll. Jason, what do you think will advance between Royal Blue and Cougar Tails. I believe it will be the color Royal Blue. I believe when it's all said and done, Royal Blue will advance past Cougar Tails. Now, I think if people vote before lunch and they're hungry, I think Cougar Tails will advance. That is true. But generally speaking, yes. I agree with you. Look, Royal people, Blue will advance. People love the Cougar Tails. I also fall, like Lauren mentioned last week, her husband wondering why there was not a chocolate version. I, too, would, would go with the chocolate version. Now, we found out that these two things merged 
uh, and were fused together on Saturday with royal blue cougar tails. Yes, it's a baseball, baseball game. Yes, uh, my, my family bought wow. one. They were delicious. Now they that, were delicious. Now that but, might be able to hang with Cosmo. But there is, there is such a push from the fans for royal blue. I, I think Lisa Wilson wants royal blue, too. I, I think royal blue wins this one going away. Mm. And then royal blue versus Cosmo. That, mm. is, that, is, that is Duke Carolina in the final, Ooh, if you will. I like the analogy. That, that, yeah, that's big time. So vote on uh, BYU Sports Nation's Twitter poll. We're sending that out. If we haven't already, check it out. Uh, that's coming up. Our question of the day, who is your BYU spring football MVP? But before that, who gets your rise and shout out today, Jason? I'm going to give it to Sione Takitaki. And it's not just because he's going to work out for my Kansas City Chiefs. Yes, it is. It, has, it, it really isn't. <laughs> I love his story. I love the work that he has put in. He went through some stuff. At BYU, he was able to overcome it, and he stuck with it. And he put in the work, and now it's paying off as a possible second-day NFL draft pick. I love that, and I love to see good people like that be rewarded for hard work. Mine goes to Mitch Matthews. Uh, not elite, but he's an elite businessman. <laughs> uh, he's, he's crushing it. Congratulations to him. He was in St. George checking out uh, one of his... Uh, future rental properties, and he says on his Instagram story, literally found Cougar fans on the side of the road in St. George driving back from working out. This never gets old. He happens to be shirtless, which I think Kyle Collinsworth can appreciate, right? <laughs> and he's in great shape. Look at him. Look, I work out a lot too, but yeah. I, also wear, like that? I also wear a shirt when I leave. Do you, do you look like that? <laughs> uh, I do not. Do you sign autographs outside of <laughs> I, Vasa? I do not. And uh, Dad, I'll call you when the show's over. <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't know that it's going on. Come on. Our elite voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, celebrating 50 years, is a throwback uh, to my interview yesterday with MLP at Ames Flames. Whoever buys MLP a new backpack is my MVP. He was wearing a red backpack. Yeah. The conversation continues 24 7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always use the hashtag BYUSN, and you just about hit that monitor. Sorry to Dennis Pitt. I don't care. No time. For Jason, I'm Jerem. Shout out to Glenn Red. We'll talk to you tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio. For the Cougars and Utes in baseball, go Cougs.